not drinking gin. What the fucking matter? How do you know? I know you are. What if I make like an ewe face when I take a sip? That just means you don't like the taste of water. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's also true. So. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's kick this bitch off. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. My name is Vico, the bearded one. I am joined by uh, his bouginess, Alex Yarl Martinez, and the silver fox, Ryan Doxim. How you gentlemen doing today? Lovely. Better now. Nice. Fuck you yeah. Know, it's a hump day, so that's, I was mm. a little late because I was, you know, you were on a business. You were on a date yeah. in Home Depot. That's what you were oh, doing. Yeah. Dude, All the bed baths. Have you been there lately? There's so much wood there, dude. I Every time I go there and I see that kind of wood, I'm like, oh, I might have to question my sexuality. It's because it's so expensive. Nobody can afford good wood these days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fucking uh, way true. Dude, I'm half Korean. I don't even know that I ever have good wood. You know, so, you get that naughty kind. Yeah, you gotta get like the yeah, you gotta naughty, get a lot of like knots in it. N a n a u t h t y. You know what? Naughty. You spell it however you want. You just bring the wood, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I fucking love it. Uh, so Al, you're still doing dry January, like uh. I feel like it's really fucking with everybody around me. Yeah, because like, like we're uh, used I, to. Here's here's to your dry, bro. I mean, thanks, yeah. bro. Yeah, cheers, I'm, man. I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking that Montana Honey Moonshine because that shit. You guys, fire. you guys kept calling me fat, dude. So I figured I'd just stop drinking and oh, work out. No, no, no. I, I call like... you bougie. Oh right. Bougie. Uh, yeah, no. And, I think and, it's, and it's I'm really just saying with the, people. The uh, the dude that wears the bear coat can't call anybody fat. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just joking. Nobody called me fat, but. Uh, to your face. To my face, yeah. Um. No, I think it's fucking with a lot of people because even like, uh, even the, even the tall guy, even Cole is all fucking Twitter pated. He's like, are you going to fucking drink again? What the fuck is your problem? Well, I, I was like, that, I was like, kinda, easy guy. Easy. Kind of begs the question. Maybe you were an alcoholic in the first place. Now Maybe I drink hey, too much. Maybe wow. I drink too much. I don't know. I don't think he was an alcoholic. I mean, the only meetings he goes to are the ones that I put on his calendar. <laughs> right. That's like my <laughs> AA meeting right there. It's like, and it's not really, it's not really AA anything. It's like, AA, are we drinking again? Or yeah. Or whatever. Or I thought AA was for assholes anonymous. That's like, fine too. The only time I drink during the week is like on a podcast. Most I of drink, the time. I drink during the week on the podcast, and that's pretty much it. Every other time, like every other night, it's like I'm studying for the stupid fucking final still. Uh, yeah. See, I, I'm like I'm like that guy that you know they talk about when you're in high school and you're going through like health class, and they're like, "Don't binge drink. Binge drinking is bad." I think I'm that guy, like the guy right. that just goes way too hard on the weekend. Yeah, that makes sense. You just got all, the, you got, but it's the weekend. It's when you're if you're binge drinking on a Tuesday night that might right. Be. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, hey. I'm. I mean, like when I come to Salt Lake, that happens. Not wrong. Yeah, but usually we have the time off, you know, so it's kind of like a weekend. It counts. Mm, I don't right. know. There's been times when he's been in my. We've been up till four thirty in the morning, and then I'm logging on to work at seven. I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Many times. Thank God I tell. Thank God I tell work, and nobody can tell I'm actually in my underwear. If let's see, did I remember underwear? A hundred percent of the time when I'm at Ryan's house, uh, when I'm in town, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go out that much. And last time I didn't do that bad. I only went out twice. Um, 
It's and I'm here for two coming, days. Yeah, it's the coming back part that I'm like, dude, it's like 1.45 in the morning and my dogs are freaking the fuck out. I always try to be so quiet, but your dogs love to let me know that I'm there. Well, thank God. I mean, that's what dogs do. Good for them. Good <laughs> dogs. Yeah, except for the only time that they didn't is when I didn't have the key to your code to your front door. Oh, yeah. And I had to go through the back door through the dog door. And they didn't make a fucking sound. Oh, yeah, because they're like, oh, you know what? Whoever the fuck is doing that, if they get in, they deserve to be in. He's okay. one of us. Yeah. He's one of us. One of us. Oh, one of us. <laughs> I see. Is that? Is that Aurora? No, that's not Aurora. It's just some other blonde fuck crawling through the dog door. <laughs> I'll bet you he went in ass first, too. No. That's probably could, why they didn't bark. If I was flexible enough to do that, I would totally do that just to fucking prove a point. But I am I not. Wish, I no. wish he had a doggy door cam, so he's just coming in ass first. No, I do, I do. I just didn't I didn't have it. Uh, so my brother likes to watch when, when he watches the house for us. He turns all the cameras in the house around. I'm like, God, how am I going to really find out what he must be doing? Some crazy shit when, he, Dude, when he's he like doing hit. like all kinds of orangutan jacket yeah. on your couch, right, bro? Upside so, down. So, oh, yeah. but you would he, JT would be the dude that like tries. He he's got the luck. Like if he tried to come in through the dog door ass first, he literally would get his ass in and his pelvic girdle, and he'd be stuck, <laughs> and then he couldn't yeah. get the fuck out, and he'd probably it's take a like shit on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I would just I would just be like, all right, this is fucking dumb. I did try to reach up, by the way. Surprisingly, just want to let you know. It's just the, high enough you can't. Just yeah. barely outside yeah. of reach for, for me. It's because I'm aware that was actually it. that was actually Doc a plan. It. Yeah, no, that that was a plan. When That's... I put the door in, I was like, the fucking big ass lab can get down. He can scrunch his ass down and get out, but can somebody <laughs> get in? That's so I was actually super move. impressed with the, your broad shoulders and shit that you actually made it through that door. I was impressed. Like you must have been. You know what I envisioned? This is what I envisioned when you told me that story, and it's one of the it's. Probably still to this day, one of the scenes in a movie that has literally had me crying for longer than any other scene in any other movie is uh, when Ace Ventura is fucking climbing out oh, of the, the rhino. rhino dude. <laughs> I, I, to this day, close. I, I still remember how hard and for how long I was laughing at that. And so when you told me you were making it through there, and I'm like, how the fuck did you get through that? Starts with a little I, finger. Oh, yeah. I was like. Oh, yeah. and then I real I wanted to be like, did he get all of his clothes off? And was he a sweaty fucking mess when he finally got in? I was like, that would have been Dude, great to see. It was Dude. the most. It was the most uh, weird situation because like my phone died and I didn't have Ryan's. So my my personal phone died. I had my work phone with me, and um, I was like, cool. I'll just call. Fuck! I don't remember his phone number. <laughs> well, and not only that, he can't remember the fucking code that I've told him like seventy times about how to get into the house in the first place. I haven't place. memorized. And, the, and, the, it's my, the, and it's my fucking birth year, for Christ's sake! I mean, well, hold on. The, no, I, I. So this is how it started. Thanks so to every. So I, everybody listening, like, oh, when was he uh, born? Fuck! I can yeah. get into Doc's house now. Nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty. Yep. <laughs> so, no, well, I went. I went initially to the garage, the side door where where it was. For then, I used that code to get in. But oh. uh, some some people's children locked the fucking door oh. to the house. That is and, one of the, That is a bolt. The key that is up by the yeah. 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 So so then I was like, <laughs> cool. Well, I I mean I'm either gonna sleep in the garage, which is fine. I don't care. 
I mean, the um, razor's in there. You could have slept with Grace. Nobody slept with Grace in a while. Yeah, she doesn't look very comfortable. She doesn't recline. So that oh, I mean, never done that before. Now you gotta she's, sleep. You can take home. the seats out of her, right? And right. you know, yeah, you just put them on slept on the hood of the vet. You could have, you could have jumped, you could have jumped in Vivian and fucking reclined the seat. I was wor- I was worried that it would become more of a paperweight with me in there. I'd just be part of the, I'd be collateral yeah. damage. You'd fucking knock it off the jacks and then what fucking know my luck. I'd <laughs> never, I'd never be able to sell the fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay, we're not touching anything in here. We're going to breathe <laughs> quietly as we walk past us. And then, so I was like, well, yeah, you know, like most people keep the, 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 you know, the, the code for the side door is probably the same as the front door. So I go to fucking try to type it in the front door. No, man, that ain't fucking true. Not at all. So that I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe the back door is unlocked. Go to the mm, back door. At Doc's house? Yeah, that's usually door. likely, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back door is not unlocked. But then I bring... was all, then I did do the Ace Ventura thing, though. I was like, boop, to the, the dog door. It reminded me, actually, <laughs> my entrance reminded me of the principal in Ferris Bueller. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Less oh, dogs God. attacking me, but accurate. Nice. That's what it felt like. Next time um, you should just take cake to the back door or cookies. Yeah, and I yeah. guarantee you he'll unlock the back door for you. Well, he was at work. That was a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I told him I was at work. I actually fucking like sitting drinking and laughing the whole fucking time. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's really doing this. He was at the bar doing Dude, work. <laughs> I was like, the thing was, is like, I got home at midnight. It wasn't like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I was like, midnight i'm i'm gonna be home by very latest midnight i told i told natasha hey i'm gonna be home like midnight so that way I, you know because i don't want to keep anybody up because natasha stays up and then she has her evening routine and everything else and i was like cool whatever i'll get home before you're done with your evening routine no big deal and uh i get back and it was just like hmm this feels very much like entering uh into a trailer in montana that is also docks but uh, there's <laughs> keys there <laughs> yeah <laughs> So anyway, uh, let's let's jump into it. I mean, we've been bullshitting for a minute here. Um, Sorry. So about let's that. no, dude. It's totally general bullshittery. That's the first part of the the podcast. It's actually it's spelled with a C. Shittery. Shittery. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get some updates. Uh, we have all of our plumbing fixtures installed at the metery, to the point that our heater is currently running and the metery is sitting at seventy-one degrees temperature nice. right now. Does that mean that we're going to have to pay for a gas bill now? Yeah. Well, that's usually what happens. Why is it at 71 then? You're not even there. Because it doesn't, it doesn't kick on very long. Okay. Listen, listen, it, it only I kicks just, on. For, it only kicks on for like 20 seconds. And like when we actually start brewing the mead, everything needs to be at that temperature or higher. Is, is there a date for that yet? Uh, I had a working session with the Montana All right. alcohol. So let's alcohol. kick that bitch down to 50. Oh. Let's kick that bitch down to 50. All <laughs> right. Warm enough where nothing freezes. Okay. And he's not even the, he's not even the bean counter fucking barking at you. What? Yeah. He's like, the fuck? Cut it. Cut it. Why is it so hot in there? My house no, isn't even that warm. No, mine, mine isn't either. Um, he's just, he's just the beaner. <laughs> Right? I'm not the bean counter. I'm the EO hire. (laughs) Well, like three quarters of the business is the EO. At this point, I'm the EO hire. 
Yeah. That's true. Because yeah. Ryan's got Korean. Yeah. It's the Norse diversity. Yeah. I know people are going to be like, he looks, I don't know, where's the Korean? I mean, is that for real? How long did I have you with the half Korean thing for a while? Yeah, oh, for yeah. like, yeah, for like two or three years. It was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely there. It was, de- yeah, it's <laughs> a real thing. I mean, I'll, I'll even tell people at work, they'll be like, oh, that, yeah, the half Korean. And he's like, oh, are you half Korean? And I'm like, oh, yeah, from the waist down. They're like, oh, you're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) This whole fucking time? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. 23 and me says I'm like Euro trash and Scottish (laughs) slash Norse, whatever. I feel like that's pretty pretty accurate for everybody who's white. So, well, yeah, what, anybody, what that's, what, anybody that's white what are they in America, say? right? Yeah. What, like, well, I'm, not white, like I'm, I'm white right now. It's not like, like I'm Native American, yeah. I'll yeah, start getting mean, brown in May again. Uh, maybe maybe <laughs> if you go outside. I think every, I think every year I get oh. lighter and lighter. Well, I think you're going to get darker again because you're back yeah, to uh, you're back to light. coaching baseball. I get, that's what I I'm get saying. Is, yeah, April, May, I'll, I'll start getting darker again. Yeah. Um, I have some unfortunate news. This kind of comes out. Uh, Marty is stepping down as the oh. high coordinator for Bozeman. Is it because is it because you wouldn't let him get a tattoo? Uh, maybe, probably, or, actually, probably. I don't. Maybe, I don't know why. Should, uh, I don't know why he thinks that he has a choice and that he can step down from that position. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, uh, he's just got a lot on his plate, which is, which is fair. Um, so, uh, Bozeman hike this year is up, uh, in the air. If it's going to, uh, so if it, well, I already told him that this year, we're probably not going to go to the Bozeman hike. We're just going to go to Flaming Gorge instead. Mm, it's not even close to the same date. July 15th. Oh, they're doing it. They had it planned for July fifteenth again. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm okay not doing the. I mean, I want to do the ruck and all, but I mean, the misery of July on blacktop for ten miles. I'm like, could we? July fifteenth I mean, is a Monday. Um, according to the the high schedule, that's what they said. Uh, Maybe I call bullshit. Looking at the wrong calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull it up. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, no, no, the Irreverent Warriors hikes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, Irreverent. right, right. Yeah, because the the gorge is the 10th, bro. Of okay. July? 10th to the 14th. That's a long fucking drive to go walk afterwards. <laughs> or you could okay, just walk, walk down and call it good. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, fuck it. Be that irreverent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Uh, events this year. The hike... I think it was released. Find an, a hike near you. Don't care. By silkies. Still don't care. I already have a whole bunch of those. <laughs> um, get out of here. All right. So 713. 713. Oh, so All it's right, a so, Saturday. Yeah, it's that Saturday. Yeah. So we're, we weren't going to be able to make it anyways. So uh, I'm thinking we hit the Casper Wyoming one in May. May 25th. May. Okay. May. It's going to be May. Memorial Day weekend? Probably. I don't know. I don't even know. The Utah one is the uh, one? Yeah. May 18th. That's, more, that's reasonable. And I'm yeah. actually going to be in the country this time. So that's cool. So I'll be there for that one. And all, all of us but one kind of live in the SLC. So Two. That's, that seems to make more sense. 
Three? Twelve, whatever now. Three of us? Whatever it is. I can't remember. Uh, the the company's growing faster than I can keep track of. That's cool. May eighteenth, uh, is that what you said? Yeah, that's for Salt Lake. On a Thursday? That's what it says, dude. Huh. <clears throat> whatever. <laughs> I like I'm like literally looking at it. If you go to the irreverent warriors, whatever it says, like <clears throat> find a hike near you. <clears throat> oh no, it. it's I was uh, it was the wrong one. Yeah, it's uh, oh, May Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Bo- bougie was wrong. Whoa. I was. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I we clicked off the calendar. Put that on the now, calendar. Yeah. Hold on. Today, the seventeenth. We could go to uh, <clears throat> we could go to the Tucson hike on the nineteenth of, of October. So should we just say TBD on where BVMC will be? That works. I'm in on that. <clears throat> um, additional updates. So had the meeting today uh, with the gal. Um, she was super kind. She uh, she told me that uh, she's taking over our case herself, um, which is good because uh, uh, Brennan, if you listen to this podcast. I want you to know this real quick. You can wait, fucking eat wait, a wait. bag of dicks oh. all the oh, way because wow. you are a fuck ass. And if I ask you a question in an email and you respond with the same question, I think you're a retard. Hard R. Okay, good. I'm over. Hard R. That's a hard R. Right. What do you? Okay. I think what he means to say is fucking eat a bag of dicks. I was displeased with your last response. <laughs> Ah. It makes me question your intellectual capabilities when you're unable to ascertain and something. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things, but yeah. also eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. Smart talk slash eat a bag of dicks. So Facts. what I meant to say was the next <laughs> snack you have might as well be small Vienna sausages from those little pans. No, no, no. <laughs> small monkey sized testicles. I know I have Korean if you need a <laughs> No, no. <laughs> nom, nom. <laughs> All right. Uh, final updates. Uh, the Jarl and myself and Tro will be in Texas from the 1st to the 7th. Uh, we've been invited Man. on to come on the uh, what? That's Truth awesome. Tall. <clears throat> Tal- yeah, we were invited by uh, <clears throat> Martin Antonio to come down and do the Truth Tall Tales and Whiskey podcast. Um, and then uh, he's going to take us around to a bunch of the, the places he plays in, uh, in bands and such, and, and bars, whatever. Um, and uh, we're going to be uh, doing some networking events down there. I'm sure that we'll have a bunch of veterans that know us down that way show up, which would be cool. I doubt uh, it. Nobody knows us. That's fair. <laughs> Nobody knows us. Dude, I'm going to go live. Con- we're in 10 countries now. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Um, TikTok's, oh, fun. TikTok's going over the board. Yeah, well, Red Circle, man, we got like uh, like all of our podcasts are hitting in like Russia. There's, there's Russia. <laughs> uh, We're on the axis of evil. Is that yes, dude, yeah, yeah. axis of I evil. World tour. Russia, Russia, <laughs> Korea, uh, whatever Bricks is, all those. We're hitting all those ones. <laughs> 20, yeah. 20 years later. I'm not sure how that actually plan, pan, pans out for us, but uh, just so you know, uh, Doc and I were on the axis of evil world tour 2003. It was really yeah. yeah, yeah. And we and we yeah. met Hans Bricks. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Um, Hans Bricks. So fine. So that piece is coming up. Um, so if you guys are in Texas and you're actually paying attention to this, <laughs> uh, let us know. Eh. It'll be good. <clears throat> Final thing. Um, <clears throat> getting the Patreon ready. 
should have it be ready to launch by end of March, end so of first close. quarter. So close. Yeah. Lots of work to do there. Um, <clears throat> before we move on, like, comment, subscribe. We're trying to get to 500 subscribers so we can actually like be featured on the YouTubes. Please what? God. Be, please God. What? We don't even care if we monetize. Just fucking like, comment, and subscribe. For the four of you who like to have the battles via comments, Robert. <laughs> the four I, of you counts as four? <laughs> yeah, because he does it. Like, he'll go and he'll comment on, like, four different things. And I'll log in. I'm like, oh, look, there's, like, four new comments. Oh, and he's just, like, it. talking shit on four different comments <laughs> or four different videos. That's anyway. So I yeah. love it. I love it too. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Even if you're being just a giant douchebag about the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> love you, man. Uh, much love to you. <clears throat> so moving on. So we got some really good topics today on men's mental health. Um, we had a lot of feedback actually. We had that whole weird situation happen with the Antarctica thing and whatnot. Um, we now have three listeners or viewers in Washington, DC if you're really in DC listening to us and about the conspiracy thing, look, man, I didn't discover it. The TikTok gal did go fucking haunt her. Don't fucking worry about <laughs> us. We just fact checked it. We, we were just double checking. Yeah. That's it all. Wasn't it was. our fault. I also uh, am first perfectly sound and healthy mentally, as far as I am concerned. And I do not care about suicide for myself or anybody else. Don't do it. It's fucking stupid. All right. Uh, today on the men's mental health portion, I think this is actually going to be really awesome. So I'm going to start off with, um, our journey is a metery as, uh, to get in the metery built, um, because it has been a fucking battle. And I think being a man from my perspective and the men that I surround myself with, um, every single day, every single person that I know has stupid fucked up challenges. Uh, they bat, we battle them every day. So the very first thing that I want to talk about today is just how small things matter and how if you inch forward and you have micro wins over life <laughs> are we not doing phrasing for like no 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 no. That? no 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 small <laughs> things matter Let's leave that. an inch forward Ooh. matters uh and uh oh, how they man. how they build to big things all right with a crescendo at the end or things or things that matter yeah yeah oh. um I don't know Oof. that I'm. Cap I don't know so, that I'm cap capable of big things, but I mean, there's definitely a crescendo at some point. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> I mean, I did used to play piano. I could um, crescendo then. It's going to be an F sharp. So I'm going to ask you guys just each individually, really quick, um, how how you've been able to work through two years of battling day in and day out and keeping your motivation up to finish this fucking building and get this meter the mead company going so i'm gonna start off with with uh alex first because you've been involved in pieces of it and like finishing touches and then also the infrastructure and all this podcast portion more and then ryan has been involved in all the fuckery that happened at the building <laughs> From, and all the things the, that could possibly go wrong from the, from get, the beginning. From the get go. And he has had like less involvement in the podcast and grown into the podcast. It's kind of like this weird kind of mesh between you two. So, Al, first question, really, how do you, you know, with with building this organization and experiencing all the shit that slaps us in the face 
all the time, like some sweaty nut sacks. Like honestly, how how are how how does this work for you? How do you how do the small things that you do every day build for the future? Uh, the answer is, what is whiskey? <laughs> sure. pseudo, pseudo whiskey is in water for dry urine. Yeah, for dry well, I, mean, I mean, we're that's in the past, right? This is this is present, you know. This oh, is current. So it's, it's yeah, less yeah. stressful. Yeah, whiskey his whiskeys definitely help. No, I think because like we went down like as a crew and we started putting things together, digging holes, finding bones, you know, all that shit, and then. I didn't come back until it was time to kind of do the finishing stuff. So doc's been there in the interim, but I think that it's, I don't, I I thought that it was going to, it wasn't going to be easy. Right. Because I think I'm just an inherently, you know, (laughs) like pessimistic person. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Eh, all right, well, here we go. But I think that, you know, doing the podcast and stuff has kind of lent some humor to the whole thing. And just the fact that we haven't really taken ourselves way too serious, you know, like (laughs) there's been times where we could have killed each other multiple times. But the thing is, like in the same sentence. Right. And the thing is, like, we can't take ourselves too serious. And I think that's kind of been key to it. But. I think for me, like having the different outlets, doing different shit, going up into the mountains, uh, driving the cars, doing dumb shit like that, I think is kind of a, a stress reliever, kind of like, okay, it's not that bad. And just kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, like, hey, maybe we can do this for a living instead of what we're doing currently. Yeah. That is like... Yeah. The big driving factor, because I think that that could really be huge. I think I think that's a really good outlook on it. Um, what were the some of the small things that you did specifically, like the tiny, minute things each day that made you were allowed you to get from one conversation with me, uh, get through one conversation with me or whoever was frustrating you the most, mostly me. But uh, what what did, what was it that that uh, helped you overcome like kind of that adversity? What is whiskey? <laughs> what is whiskey? I was I was like you, you mean you mean aside from the little red button that says end? <laughs> I think that I think that every conversation that we have, even like when we don't you know don't agree or you know we're we're at each other's throats or something like that. Like it's kind of a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting there, we're inching further forward, and you know it's just a little bit, mm-hmm. but we're inching there. And I think even like the hard conversations that we've had, and like the rough goes that you know we've had with the building, and you know whatever. I think that it's still we're still moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. There's only been a couple times where like we've really stagnated. And haven't been able to do anything, but those times were out of our control. It was yeah. stuff that we couldn't change. But I think that we're all pretty good change agents when it comes to pushing things forward or finding a way to push things forward. Like we have more Lance Corporal Underground in us than <laughs> than a lot of companies when it's like, don't care, just figure it out, get it done. 
And so those frustrating conversations that you don't think, you know, you're just pissed off then. And like I said, I'm a pessimist. Usually I'm just grumpy and pissed off anyway. So it's just, you know, it's just one more conversation that I have in the day. But ultimately we end up driving forward from it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, I think we've all been able to separate like business from friendships pretty damn good. So it's like we get off the phone from yelling at each other about business and then like something funny happens. Like, dude, I've got to tell you, i got to tell you about this. <laughs> then you're like whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey dude, I need a drink tonight. You want a drink? Okay. Let's yeah. get on teams. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's where's, where, the, that's where's the bear. Where's the bear coat? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Ryan, man, what about you? Like you, you and I have, Fuck, man, we we have been at the ends of frustration with everything, with the building, uh, definitely with that fuck-ass contractor. And and then also we got to the point at one point where we were at each other's throats pretty heavy. Uh, and it was, it was, I think it was just, uh, wearing out. Like we were just exhausted from the amount of hard work that we're not accustomed to to doing. I had to remind myself, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, he's got TBI and doesn't hear so good. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Starts using the nail gun right next to his head. Yeah. (laughs) No, you know me. I mean, I, for, I was in three years ago and we moved you up there and you said, Hey, buy this property and be a part of this with me. I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm. I'm a hundred percent in. So, and you know, obviously like I was saying, there's, there's been a lot of moments of frustration and, and then there's been, you know, a lot of moments of, of, uh, accomplishment and a sense of pride and knowing that, you know, you're building something that, uh, literally has a potential to be great. Right. I, yeah. I, I literally, I, you know, when we first started talking about it three years ago, when, you, when, uh, you were in Harriman and we're talking about what the fuck do I do with all this honey? And I, I have an idea. I was like, dude, that's amazing. You know, I'm in. And then when you're like, Oh no, I'm not looking for I'm like, well, good fucking luck. How do you think you're going to do that? Cause this is going to yeah. explode. You're you're to use the hard R word. I think I really, I think I did say you're fucking retarded. If you don't think you fucking, <laughs> if you think you can do this on your own, bro, this is going to uh, be huge. And yeah. I was, I was in then. So just to be able to see where we've come from, you know, a, a slab of 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 uh, honey in your kitchen in Harriman to where we are almost today with the building and the land and the property and <clears throat> you know the the all of the work that it's taken to get there from you know literally it, it's taken a village, right? I mean, you yeah. and I started this and we started that and we thought, well, we can do this and we can do that and you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody said the C word and commercial made it go fucking stupidest, ballistic, stupid. (laughs) And then, but we've been able to, you know, persevere through that and overcome the hurdles of the commercial, you know, being a commercial aspect versus, you know, uh, all of that fucktardery. But yeah, but to Um, be able to look at it and, and see, you know, see the videos that you've posted today with the interior and. And it's literally 99% done. We're waiting on. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? When he, when he does fucking get that graphic, he, he needs to just uh, tweak tweak the design just a hair and put fucking meat <laughs> on the pit. Put the word meat on the picture versus the Kool-Aid guy. And, be, and, you know, 
and have a picture of JT's face on his ass tattooed on his ass or some shit when he turns around. <laughs> That'd be perfect. It should be like the Kool-Aid man that kind of looks like JT and like, yeah. Yeah, you know, macho but then, man but then, with the JT but, tattoo. Yeah, but then, he, yeah, then he's got <laughs> the, J, the JT tattoo on the forearm <laughs> oh, yeah. or some shit, right? Dude, I so, bet you we could get somebody to get that tattoo. Yeah. I bet you 100% we if, could. If Rudy draws that up, I, I will tattoo that. I mean, no problem. <laughs> Dude, I've, that's one of my favorite family guys fucking ever. And so, oh, that's just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, but, but, I, but yeah, I think, you know, being a part of it from the get-go and being able to build, literally build it from the first, the first timber, the first, the first spike hole in the ground and uh, to where it's at right now has just been, it's a, it's a, a super great feeling. It's a great sense of of pride and accomplishment, regardless of all of the rigmarole to get there. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I'm just super appreciative that I've been able to be along for the ride. I, you know, honestly, I I am I I am 100% humbled by the men and women that I surround myself with because um, there's been many nights <laughs> uh, on my end that you have never seen. That I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like if I didn't have this this stuff going on, like I could go fly like 25 falcons, <laughs> and, and I could go well, on whatever yeah, would, fucking adventure would, that I want. Would 25 falcons come back? That's the that's the question. A little too soon, big guy. A little too soon. <laughs> uh, Ouch. Um, you know, and uh, you know, for me, and and I'm using this as an example for for everybody who's listening that's that's looking at men's mental health. Like, um, in the past two and a half years total, uh, we've gone from actually like three and a half years, we've gone from a thought that was like, "Hey, man, that's some some decent toilet bowl hooch," to some pretty good bathtub hooch, to now we're about to launch. Uh, the actual company with the alcohol, we won't just be a, a booze company that only sells apparel. We'll actually sell both, which is cool. Um, but like, I, I want, I want people to understand like this process and for the men that are listening out there that feel like you're at your rope, the end of your rope, you're at your wits end. Like you got to do the small things every day to, to win. You have to, like, you got to wake up and if your day is shit like for instance today you know i fucked up the front end of my truck right um the day might be might feel like it's shit but you got to look at the small things that you've done to overcome that major incident because what's going to happen is over time those small things accumulate they and they accumulate exponentially so they 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 literally you, you focus all of your energy on doing little things that move you forward in life, whether it's for whatever business goal, degree, family. I mean, the only thing that you're not going to get is if you're one of those fuck ass bros, like the, the, I'm a good guy. Why does she look away from me guys? Fuck you. You're weak. Um, but like, if you literally focus yourself on being a better person and growing, and you just do the little things every day, you're not going to notice a change, but everybody around you will. And that's exactly what this building was. For the longest time, you know, the Jarl would call it the dreamery, but he hadn't been up here. He hadn't seen the building really progress. He had no idea how, like, real it was. It didn't change for, like, a year. It did. <laughs> it was It was sticks in the ground. No, no, there were sticks in the ground with insulation in them. 
<laughs> Until there wasn't. You're right. Until, I'm yeah. totally wrong. <laughs> but there like, was so much going on. But like even during that time, though, we were still doing the the micro things inside of the organization, building an infrastructure, getting to know how each other operates. Like you got to take the wins when you can win, get them. Like you want to see the major wins, but you're never going to really see the major wins unless you get those small things. And it's really important for everybody who's out there who's struggling, who's working that day-to-day job, that that I make it to a paycheck. Not to the next paycheck. I just make it to a paycheck, people, right? Um, and I was there. And I'm, everybody's been there. Like, we all fucking struggled. We've all been through that. But, like, you've got to focus on the small things. And if if you're looking to make a change in your life, you have to identify what you want to do. And that's a very, very big thing. But what you can identify is what you're good at. That's a simple, small thing. And you can expand upon that and you can grow it, right? Like, you're really good at being an asshole. And that's why you're really good at working at the VA, Al. (laughs) (laughs) Doc's got that that I'm here for you. (laughs) I know. Click. <laughs> Wait, don't call the, me here. Thank no, you for no, calling. No, no. I'm sorry. You're calling. What are you calling for? Oh, oh, oh here. Let me I'm transfer sorry. you. Yeah, we let me transfer a, you. We've been having phone issues this week. You know, Doc's I, really good. Doc's got that amazing bedside manner, and he's worked really hard to be to be a a a, a fucker, a mother fucker, a Martha fucker. Uh, very much so. Um, I, got a, in, I got a hug the other night. I was like, oh, man, that that was just cool. Yeah, like at the ER, you know, you've worked really hard and you've got that bedside manner. But it took you a long time to get there, I'm sure, because you didn't have that when we were in that's, the core. That's why he's so pissed <laughs> off all the time. No, it's because he a, uses up all of his bedside yeah, manner. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's, that's just <laughs> it. It's like, I, no, <laughs> I have a great bedside manner at work. And then when you talk about the core, it's like, how can you have a great bedside manner with the core? Like the, all that does is bring a whole bunch of idiots to your door and you're like bitter <laughs> as fuck. Like how the, how the fuck did you get here? And like, we're, you're defending our nation. Where the fuck, what was your ASVAB score? Holy Christ. How did you get here? You got what stuck where? <laughs> like I literally get done with a medical brief and not even 10 seconds after I've said, don't play with the pretty fucking flowers. I've got Marines and coming. Hey doc, so-and-so needs you. Cause he's, he's got he uh, needle. He's, he's got, he's got Nick. He's got needles in his hand, like a thousand of them. I'm like, oh, are you joking me? Like the, the fucking <laughs> guy was playing, off. he's playing with the little fucking pretty flower. As I'm literally talking about, don't play with the pretty fucking flower. Same dude. Like, Hey, we're in Iraq. Let's not play with the local animals. They're, they're cute and all, but you know, wherever we are, whether it's the middle of the desert where the desert tortoise is protected and you literally go to jail. If you cause the thing to fucking pee, don't fuck with the wildlife. Just leave it alone. Not even we're in country what like two hours and the fucking dude's getting kicked out because he's gonna have to have a rabies regimen because he's playing with the fucking wildlife a hundred percent that dude what was, was not doing the little things and then matter. and then what you're was like, her oh, name oh what was her name <laughs> peaches her name was peaches yeah no everybody loved come see me in medical all the marines love me they're like yeah, yeah. Dark is all... dark. Doc is dark. You got to be dark to play with Marines. So I kept yeah. the darkness, you know. 
I am one with the darkness. Darkness is upon us. <laughs> you know, um, when I when I really kind of think about the journey that we've been on as a team, and then like my own personal journey, they, they're almost mirrored. It's really fucking weird and annoying. Like, here, 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 let me, let me, let me paint the picture. Yeah, please. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm Bob Ross, <laughs> this like, motherfucker. Fine, have, fine strokes. Fine do we have time for that? Because aren't we? We're no, already in like look, an hour. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, like 45 minutes of that is like, fuck this fucking fuck fucking machine. Oh, fucking, fuck. You fucking fuck. nailed it. Rudy, Rudy's gonna be like, Jesus, what the hell Holy happened here? Fuck. What is he talking? I need to fucking lose this one too. <laughs> fucking Bob Ross over here. I'm gonna Bob pictures. Ross this. Sh- I'm gonna Bob Ross this real quick. So, like serial so, killer Bob Ross. Ooh. Now you're. Now you. Have you heard that one? No. 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 Wait. Wait. Hold on. Put a pin in it. I. I gotta come back. To, I gotta get through this. Stop trying to derail the conversation. I love you. Fuck you, bro. But <laughs> here's here's the highlight. Here's the highlights, right? So, I had the 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 initial ideology of the metery and me becoming a good Marines rise up. Right. And then we ran into all the fucking problems with the licensure people ratting us out. You rat fucks. If you're listening, fuck you. Um, and for a tasting, right. You try to oh, throw yeah. some of the bus and ruin us. Right. Fucking like, losers. Fuck you. We're still coming. For, we're still going to fucking be here. So you, you uh, got to, hey, you know what, when you, when people are trying to derail you, that's, that is winning. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. So, I had, a, you know, a drop in my personal life after I got in the military. Um, I got back in the military. When That's like kind of when we kicked this whole thing off when we started going back up. And then we ran into, like, all the all the problems, which is, like, my ex-wife and her keeping my kids from me at the same time. Uh, almost, I almost called it, called an end to it after the, the bullshit of a year and a half of paying a mortgage on a piece, on, on a plank. Fuck it. Like. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Let's it has just, insulation. Let's just, it's progress. What are you talking it's about? It's progress. Yeah, like this is an insulated deck. We can sell it. <laughs> we walk away rich. It's the warmest it. deck. The warmest deck. The biggest warmest deck. No, oh, it's um, so big. But like, we ran into wind, all those. The wind is amazing. Uh, there's no, not really very much wind down oh, in no. Columbus. Oh, yeah. Not much at all. Like says the dude that got fucking throwing hammers at shit because the fucking wind picked up his awning and threw it over his truck. Well, there was, there was, there was a precursor to that. There was a precursor to that. (laughs) There was something that was, was a little bit, a little bit of button pushing. Listen, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about the wind. (laughs) Anyway, um, Thor was present that day. You fucks. (laughs) Anyway, but like in my life, there are, there are always arcs and things um, the, the ebbs and flows of, of life, they, they seem to mirror each other in different ways. And I don't think that that's uncommon for most people. Um, and when we're talking about men's mental health, I think that's really important to call out to everybody because you're going to have extreme lows in life, when, especially as a man. Like, you're going to get – like, we're the – nobody cares really about men except for men. Like, yeah, our spouses do, but, like, overall – like if if the the child support payment stops coming, then they care about men. Yeah, in that's, some that's cases, that. you know. Right. So you know, we can't say that we're not cared about. You know. Well, yeah. Like we're like, <laughs> I think I saw a quote, and it said that women, children, and dogs and cats, pets, are loved unconditionally, including hamsters, but men have conditions mm. to be loved. 
Especially need... hamsters with no fingernails. <laughs> oh, wait. Keep going. I'm sorry. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Gere over here. Fuck. Hey, if you're going to have silver hair, I heard, it's a, I thought it was a thing. I, never mind. Yeah, Maybe t- fair enough. T- TMI, you know who, I, don't know. I found out who started that rumor, and it was Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> I read a whole fucking article on it, dude. <laughs> did, he la- did he launch the gerbil out of a 203 launcher? He's like, <laughs> Wrong guy. Wrong guy. Uh, the other same. guy. No, there, no, there's like no. 19 explosive movies. Grab my, grab my hamster if you want to live. Hey, uh, yo. Adrian. <laughs> uh, get the that, hamster out of your ass. Uh, get it out of your ass. I always anyway, get him uh, and like Yogi Bear mixed up. Uh, cut me, man. Yeah, fair. <laughs> you want us to pick a nigga baskets? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boo boo. Hey. Oh fuck. You know, I think I like I like the point that you're making with the men's mental health in the regard that you know some some days just they literally feel like it's Groundhog Day, right? And it's the same day over and over and over, and the mundane and the humdrum of the rigmarole of the cycle and the 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 same day every day, right, can be monotonous and overwhelming at some points and and sometimes even uh, depressing, right? But you get those little things in every single day that makes you go, hmm. One more. I, yeah, I like. One more. It's like, yeah. it's like fucking golf. Like when we were out golfing, right? You're, it's like, God, I fucking hate this game. What the, fuck is, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm generally fucking good at sports. And then you hit that one drive and you're like, damn. That's it. I can do that. Or you hit that long putt and you're like, that was delicious. I can do that. Can't wait till next time. Yeah. And so then, you know, yeah. you just go to the next time. So go to the next time. You know, I, think, I can. I think that. I, I totally agree. I, and I think like one of the, one of the cool things, and you guys might hate this, but one of the cool things about being in, you know, the Marine Corps, Army, Navy, whatever, is for, at least for me, like no day was the same. Like there was always some fucked up shit that you're going to have to do or just like, it, it might suck, but it's funny now, but your days were never the exact same. Like there's oh, yeah. times when I wake up now, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> same stupid fucking questions, same fucking meetings. Like 100%. just like, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm on the same page. I, I, you know, I've got my my shit done at my work, so it's on fucking weekly repeat. So I'm yeah, like, my body exactly wake it. my body wakes up and it's like Monday. There's <sighs> no meetings till eight thirty. All right, cool. So we sleep in till eight fifteen. No, we can't sleep in till eight fifteen. We wake up at seven thirty when the dogs got to go outside, and then I make a pot of coffee, and then I go and I sit and I'm like, scroll on TikTok because I'm supposed to post something on fucking TikTok, but I scroll. I don't post shit. <laughs> because like I don't want any more I don't want to give any more but anybody else blue balls. So I'm now on fucking TikTok for an hour and then I'm like, oh okay, cool. Gotta jump into this fucking stand-up meeting. Hey guys, what are you guys doing this week? Oh, okay. Same thing as last week? Good talk. Yeah. Great. Let me take Sweet. some notes. I'm not gonna take notes because it's the same thing as last week. I'm just gonna repost oh, then, last week's. But notes. then you're happy because you can bill a fifteen minute fucking two hundred dollar oh, fucking meeting. So now, just uh, sit, just but, sit, but my, sit down. Sit back it's down. more about the repetitive piece though. It's not exciting. Like that's the thing. Yeah. There's no, there's no, I, I pride myself on doing the small things well enough that when the big things come up, they're not big. I really do. Um, and, and every morning that I wake up, I'm excited that I'm alive. Like I'm just excited. However, 
with like that mundane, you you have that repetitive bullshit that you live in your life. Like, all right, cool. Look, another paycheck got here. Look, my ex-wife still is fucking taking money. After 20 fucking three years, she's still taking money. And you're like, all right, cool. That's great. Um, now what? Okay, now I'm doing another meeting. And it's the same fucking meeting as last week. And nothing's changed because these people don't want to fucking change. And nobody takes ownership. Or you go out on a sales call. Like, I know lots of friends. They go out on a sales call to the same fucking client who buys the same fucking thing. And this could have been an email and he didn't have to go there. <laughs> I'm li- right? I'm I'm literally hearing suicidal tendencies in my head. I'm like, same, and all I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking, I, I totally get it. I'm there. I'm like, this, this fucking sucks. It just I mean, gets so monotonous, but like you this shit it. is starting to get exciting. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, this week, just like, this, like an example, like, let me just jump in there real quick. Like this week, I've had meetings with every single person except for Duck so far because he's been busy with work. And they've all been like real meetings. It's not like we're just bullshitting to shoot the shit. <laughs> we had shit to talk about. Yeah, we had like adulty things to do. But the real the real reason he doesn't have a meeting with me is because he's like, oh, oh, he's the CFO. Then we gotta talk about money. Uh, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk Budgets? about money. He's gonna ask what I'm spending. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I'm sorry, Doc. Oh, yeah, you're busy. Okay, well, we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) See you next next time. (laughs) Yeah, breaking up the monotony is important. Like, and like, Mm -hmm. there's some days where I wake up and I just want to cause just a copious amount of hate and discontent. And so, like, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. uh, Like, like some days. Like, if I was consistent (laughs) with it, like, Everybody would be upset. I didn't say Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's like Sundays. Right. I had to to make sure when I pulled this shirt out tonight that I had the Vox shirt and not my I Hate People shirt. Because I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't want to wear my I hate people shirt. And people think <laughs> it's that. fair. It Honestly. Would work the same. I don't know why. Like, yeah. You're bitching. <laughs> yeah. Like 100%. It, it's, it's true. Um, the Breaking up the monotony, doing the small, like the small things are monotonous. And there's a phrase that I think that I want to say it was, it was either Andy Frisella or Jocko Willick said, where it's, they said, fall in love with the monotony, fall in love with the mundane in the things that you're doing to be better. And I, I really took that to heart. That's doing the same meeting every week is not fucking falling in love with the mundane. It's getting a paycheck, falling in love with the mundane or the monotony of the baby steps, the small things to get to your goal, which is what we had to do. And now we're filing fingerprints over and over. (laughs) Fourth person to bitch about it. Dude, dude, I said the same thing. What the fuck? (laughs) They don't fucking change. They're the same. I said the same exact thing to the guy (laughs) when I dropped off my fingerprints and I put Al's, Al's fingerprints didn't have a date on them when he mailed them up. Oh, I did nice. that on purpose. You're a thinking <laughs> fool. Look at so, you. So, I so, like, so, this, and I still have he, an extra one. <laughs> so he he sent he sent he sent them up, and I turned my mine in, and they were like, "Oh, these are out of date." And I I literally said that be- way before you, like y'all are y'all are just repeating history. I was like, <laughs> in the Department of Justice's office, 
in the, for the state of Montana. And like, here you go. And he's like, can oh, I get an eraser? He was like, these are out of date. And I was like, you mean the same fucking hands that I've had my entire life? <laughs> Those fingerprints. <laughs> Those <laughs> ones. I would have been like, you know what? My penis says they're the same. I said to him, <laughs> how good are they? How long are they good for? He said six months. I was like, oh, do man. you fucking know the fact that nothing changes in anybody's life unless they die or lose a hand? No, in, dude. In you don't take months? the grinder to yours like every six oh, months. Yeah. You oh, gotta no, grind yeah. them out. Yeah. No, man. I don't, want, I don't want calluses. I like soft hands. What are you talking no, about? No, dude. You just got to get rid of your fingerprints, you know? Make them bleed once a month. Yeah. Nope. Seven. Looks like that dude in seven. Uh, yeah. I, I stated that to What's Tro. By the way, I stated the same thing to Tro and and uh, the face, and both of them said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> the, I the, I said, "Yeah," and they're like, "They're my same fingerprints." I'm like, "This is a common conversation for people," but it's I'm falling here, in love yeah. with the with the process of finishing it, right? Um, now, I'm going to digress. We're going to change subjects to add on to this, right? And I think this this actual conversation has gone really well, and we're kind of like guiding into this. <laughs> this conversation. Most of the time, we just talk over each other. <laughs> I want to see the th- I want to see the audience thumbs up on that comment. Fuck right. <laughs> Thumb, <laughs> thumbs up. Thumb oh look, today. it's my fingerprint. There you go. There oh, you go. Look, there it is. There's the fingerprint. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Anyway, wait, wait. I'm gonna do this for the dude that Brennan. There's one, two. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Such a small birdie finger. <laughs> um, it's half too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I found a I found a phrase online and I posted it on my Facebook and uh, I thought you you laughed at it, Al, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Because, oh, like, was, he's I, like, I'm all being serious and sentimental. No, and no, no. Like, okay, as, well, as, as, as soon as he laughed at it, I knew it was the perfect fucking phrase. <laughs> I was like, we're talking about this tonight. Um, so lame. Well, I mean, maybe. But. It's like shock- one of those, like, oh, I'm doing so good. And I'm going to give no. out all kinds of quotes and advice. Well, no, no, because, it was one of those... Because I'm strong enough, and I'm good-looking enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. No, it was literally... the It was the most bearded Viking thing you could possibly be. Okay. Shock, shock, shock the world by being the, who the fuck you say you are. How I mean, is that really, not funny? I mean, to me, it's funny, too. Also, it's, like, inspirational. Like, in the in my mind, I'm like... So if people meet me drunk or they meet me sober, I'm always the same fucking guy. Right. And for you too. And for Ryan too, unless he's got meat in him. And then if he's got meat and whiskey in him, then then that's not a human. That's just a robot who says 10 more seconds. Fuck. It's, fuck. it's the bear. Fucking, it's the, yeah, it's the bear. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> Korean bear. <laughs> Korean bear. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it's funny because like, you know, I posted it and I like it. It's a real, it's a reality to me. It's how I live my life. It's how you live your life, both of you gentlemen. But I don't think that people live their lives that way. I thought I, it was funny because I'm like, okay, let's just post some more shit that we already do. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I mean? fair. I was I like, oh, that was profound as shit, dude. Post oh. some more stuff so everybody can see it. Oh, uh, dude. I was <laughs> like, like, I was just like, post this, like posting first thing, like, morning, I'm awake. 
Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't but, say. But here, here's the, here's the truth to the matter, right? So for us, that's just second nature, and that's okay. It's like it's just stating who who we are and what we do, anyways, and how we live. But we talked about this uh, a couple podcasts ago, Al, and we, it's like we look at things and the way that we live, and we we practice what we preach. Because so we miss shit. Yeah, so we missed it, right? We missed yeah. the, the the small things that other people are maybe looking at, right? Like, how? Why is this a thing? Why can't I do this? Why do these men that I'm looking up to or listening to, whatever you prefer, whatever term that is, I, I really hope that you don't look up to us. I hope you love to hate. Listen. I hope yeah. you, yeah. I hope you just <laughs> listen to us because we have we're funny. That's because all we're really, irritating. I, mean, I hope you. This, I hope you're watching because you're irritating. <laughs> because yeah, we're yeah, irritating. I hope. I hope we can. If we're having an impact, like we can reach. You know, we're reaching somebody, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna make it another day just so I can hear those fools. And yeah, you know what? that makes that makes everything right. That that's like hell yeah. If you. If no, really I, like if it's a if the little goal is to be humored by the idiots on on uh, the Bach after dark, you know what? More power, more power to us to be able to to say, hey, you know what? Our personalities mm-hmm. and the and the humdrummery and the you know what comes across as callous even sometimes, you know, we're happy to have you here. We want to see more yeah. of you all the time. I agree. I mean, the the reality to me, you know, from my from my perspective, is we miss so much for people who don't have or maybe didn't have a positive male role model growing up. Um, so they don't know like what it is. And the younger generation that is actually listening to us, look, your life is way more than likes and follows. It is. Like, if you are going to say that you are X, let's say that you say you're a warrior. There's a little foreshadowing there. You better be fucking practicing to be a warrior. And it doesn't fucking matter what anybody else says, right? Like, it doesn't matter, like, what anybody else says or does. Be the fucking thing that you're supposed to be. Be what the fuck you're saying you are. If you tell me... Sorry, one more thing real quick, and then I'll, talk, I'll jump over to you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but if, if you tell me, like, and this is this is the truth, right? If you tell me you're going to do something, because I live the way that I live, I expect the thing to be done. And if you can't make it happen, I expect communication. Be who the fuck you say you're going to be. You know what I find, uh, you know, bringing that part up, you know, you, if you say you're going to do something, then do it. I think people have a really hard time now. Whether it be, and I see it a lot in the business world where telling somebody no, or, Hey, this can't be done, but this can be done. Like people not understanding, like, I like if, if you and I are having a conversation and you know, I say, I'm going to do something I'm like, wait, well, it can't be done this way because of this, this, and this, but we can do it this way, you know? that that that's fine it flies like we can move on but dude i find it especially at work you tell somebody like no like it cannot be done this way there's so much pressure on everybody because they're so scared of people's titles and their position Mm -hmm. that they're afraid to say no they're afraid to push back 
And yeah. everybody's just running scared all the goddamn time. I I think that's right, Ryan. What do you think? I, I think that there's a culture of, um, you know, I, I somewhat disagree with that in a sense that when some when somebody says no, I think that uh, I think a true leader um, will say, you know, this is what I've heard in the past from, you know, my echelon of IT at the VA is that don't tell me no, tell me what. Right, so they incurred, you know, the the OINT side of the house has been super good in, in, in uh, fostering innovation and ideas and um, something that gets you to the point where, like you're saying, when you tell somebody no, it can't work this way, but it can work this way, right? That's what they really want to hear is uh, nobody wants to hear no, especially upper management. You know, you can't just tell, uh, like if I was to just tell Justin no, he'd be like. Well, that's bullshit. I'm the CEO. You can't just tell me no. Like, right. give, me an, give me an alternative. Give me a give me a workaround. Give me an up. Give me an alternate idea. Something of that effect, right? So I think in that regard, I think. But I I do think that there are a lot of people. The business world's super cutthroat, right? Outside of mm-hmm. the government world, like if you jump into the real business world, not that not that the government, you know, the VA has the largest budget of of uh, all of the aside from the Defense Department has the largest budget, right? Has the largest healthcare system in America. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of money involved with the VA. But outside of outside of government business, I think there's a lot of sycophants, and I think there are a lot of people that are looking to get up in the in the business world. And you don't get up in the business world by bucking the system necessarily. You've got to have bright ideas and you got to have innovation. But nobody gets ahead in the business world by saying that by telling the big boss that that telling them no. Right. So they have to um, find a way. You got to find a way to do it either a the way they've told you to do it, the way they want it done, the the visionary that they have or or you have to bring an idea that lets them feel like it's their idea. Right. Yeah. And I think I think your side of the house is probably a lot different because you're dealing with innovation where mine is more dealing with. whiny Regu- congress regu- regulations yeah whiny whiny congress people yeah you're not you know and- we get to play with innovation and we get and you get to play with regulation and i and i see it in the um you know in in the other side of my life in the sense that you know in working in emergency medicine um you you always have you know emerging technologies and changing uh paradigms right but you do have baselines and you do have individual that of known ways. So when somebody does come out with a, you know, one of the, one of my great, the biggest examples of, of that for, you know, I've been involved with the military and, and having my, uh, my nursing degree in, in emergency medicine for what, close to 30 years now. And so a few years back when CAB came out instead of ABC, it was like, what? That is so <laughs> off the fucking wall. What? <laughs> so you get though, you get even in the, in every, in everything, even when you have like, paradigm shifts and and uh, emerging technologies and fields where you know the latest and greatest research supports xxx you still even get like you know people like that that are like no no way that's that's super weird that's that how's that possible right but it is what it is you know you know it's interesting because i think the, the the conversation kind of um 
it's very, very, I guess it, I would say it's exactly what, what I said, shock the world by being who the fuck you are in, in this exact breakdown, the two of you have completely different approaches and you both expect <laughs> you, you like literally said, this is the fucking way I do it. And this is how I expect to be treated. And like, you know, if you were to ask me the same thing, I, I would tell you, just tell me the fucking truth all the time, no matter if it's good or bad. I don't really care. If you tell me no, I will do what Ryan said, and I will be like, why? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think we've all grown up with, like, okay, well, if we can't do it this way, then what's the, you know, if you're going to say no or you can't do it a certain way, like, mm-hmm. bring another plan, right? Yeah. Have, a ba- have a plan of what you can do when you can't do it this way. And I've, I've run into a lot of situations where it's like, no, this is like, we can't do this. This is illegal. Like we can't do this. Like I'm not going to jail for you. Fuck you. You dick. That's that's fucking real though. Right. But we can do this. Yeah. But they're like, no, 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 no. We have to do it this way. I'm like, all right, fuck, get somebody else. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And that's that's the thing is like these people don't, they get into those spots and, and I think it happens across the board, not just, you know, where we work, but, uh, people are just, they get it in their head that there's no other way. This is the way it has to be done. And, you know, with us getting into alcohol and stuff like that, there's so many T's to cross and I's to dot. It's like, no, fuck you, dude. Like we're not doing that. No, you know, yeah, we, so I, you're not. Yeah. You're not wrong. That's, I think that's been the biggest thing for me, right. In this, in this whole, uh, endeavor and all of the challenges that it's presented in the sense of, all of the permitting and then seemingly being redundant or something's different or something, you know, you Mm -hmm. you do have, you do have to adhere to the governmental regulations um, of either a, the municipality or the federality, you know? Um, But it's, it's the big picture item, right? It, it, it's like Charlie said the other day, he's like, he's, he's kind of new to my sense of humor and my Ryan's rants, but um you know, when, when I'm like, what the fuck, my fucking hand, my fingerprints haven't changed in fucking 30, you know, at least 35 years that I know of, you know, <laughs> since I've been able to put them around that thing and they're fine. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, he's like, he's like, stop it. It's not that big. It's not like they're asking you to get arrested for your fingerprints. And I'm like, stop it. You don't understand the Ryan's rant. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really, it's real. Right. Um, and it's it, for me, like. I look at being the fuck you, who you are, who the say, who you say you are and not caring about anything else. Um, and it's just, it's not like that's always been, been me, right? Like 10 years ago, that was not me. I was concerned about everything else. Um, there's a, a phrase in, uh, the last samurai with, uh, Tom Cruise, great flick, um, where, uh, the guy who's teaching him sword play says too many mind. <laughs> that's right? hot. Yeah, he he says too many mind, right? You're focusing on too many things outside of what you're doing to be successful. There's too much. You're you're focusing on, you know, the girls over there. You're focusing on um, where your feet are. You're focusing on everything else. You're not in the moment. You're not focused on you. You're not doing the right thing. And you can translate that to today uh, very easily with most people. And it's like. You know, and we all have moments where where we're just fucking crazy busy and have no time, and that's fine. But everybody that I've surrounded myself with, and I feel like both of you gentlemen as well, um, 
if we say we're going to fucking do something or we 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 speak up if we're if we're irritated we we state that we're fucking mad like like we are who we are and that i think is missing in society today i think there's too many people pleasers out there yeah i think it's where we have an op- a huge opportunity to just completely just wreck and break the mold for yeah. how we can run a business and yeah, yeah there's going to be some traditional aspects but there's definitely going to be some you know as far as the business world goes, non-traditional aspects too yeah. on how we accomplish this and, you know, how we expect people to act and the type of people that walk through our door and walk out with a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. I think there's a huge piece to that too. You know, like a lot of these organizations. So, so I was having a, a, a conversation with Charlie today and he, you know, he, he's actually a, a human trainer for leadership uh, for, um, and he contracts with the federal government and stuff. And and he said, you know, the biggest problem with, with like the federal government and with everything else is you have a top tier people and you have middle level people and then you have the bottom level people, right? And all of these people are getting paid the same level, right? But their performance to, to basically is how they're, how they're tiered out. And what happens, especially in the government, is you have this huge vacuum in the middle where the me- middle tier people are, where they could move up and be a top tier team or person but why would they do the extra work because they're seeing all these losers at the bottom do the bare minimum to fucking get by and they're pulling and that's pulling everybody down and bringing everybody down he's like you know in organizations today that's the norm and i'm like thinking to myself i'm like well if i say who go, go ahead I I was just gonna I didn't mean to cut you off I um, paused. <laughs> <laughs> Easy walking I paused. I was, you know, here's Brian's such an asshole that he's like on the edge of the seat every time somebody says something, waiting for that pause. Is pause pause? Did he pause? Did he pause? Did he, did he pause? Did he pause? Did it? Did it? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna rail him now! Ra! No, I I think that uh, part of the issue with that right is. Um, you know, walk in again. Obviously, <laughs> part of yeah, part of, part of that, you know, and that Charlie's in, he's involved with a federal entity, right, in mm-hmm. that regard. But I think um, in a lot of instances, and even some, you know, large, very large organizations, I don't feel that people are off. I don't think people often feel empowered to have yeah. um, that their ideas or their thoughts. And their uh, visions are taken seriously enough that they don't feel empowered, and they, and so it's just like, well, you know, I'm here to to get the bullet of on to, to add to my resume. It adds a little bit of experience, and then I can move on to another institution where maybe I can make a difference there. Or, you know, I I think I think that maybe that's the middle tier. You can you you so the the effect is really threefold. Right. So the, the military can either be pulled down to the bottom by the losers that do the bare minimum, but still get paid the same. They can be pulled up to the top um, by the top producers, depending on how the organization, fun- the organization functions, um, or they can leave and say, this organization isn't right for me. I need to find the right organization for me. And what what we're talking about right now is leaving that organization or, or you know, and finding the right organization for you if you're outside of it. In our organization, we'll trim the fat. Like there's no like speaking to what Al says, 
look, if you're not, if you don't embrace the bearded Viking and the Vok way of life, meaning that you don't stand up for your, like you don't stand for your own beliefs. You don't, uh, you don't give to others. You don't take care of others, things like that. You're, you're not going to fit in our culture anyways. Like you're going to want to leave because we, we weren't, we're, you're not going to fit in. We'll try to help you out. Like the reality is, is we're at the point in our lives now where we are going to break corporate America culture because I'm sorry, honestly, if you don't fit into what we want, meaning that you are stand up, that you tell the truth and you take pride in even the smallest things of like how you fold like the fucking towels in the, in the restaurant, if you don't take pride in what you're doing, then you ain't fucking, you ain't going to work for us. But the reality is, is that's what is missing in the world today. There's no longer pride in things that people don't have pride in themselves. They don't, they don't stand up for themselves. They don't believe in who they could be. They believe well, and in. I think, I think else. that has to do with like company loyalty too. Is yeah. companies aren't loyal to them either. That's so, a fact too. Yeah. So yeah, to build that culture, it's like if you're gonna be if, if you're gonna be loyal to us and you're gonna give it all, then you know we're gonna be loyal to you and we're gonna you know we're gonna help you also. And yeah. I think that's what's missing, you know, is that like small town, like mom and pop type America. So maybe we're not breaking the mold. Maybe we're taking it back. We're taking it back to what it used to be. Right. Yeah. I think it's even more than that. Um, I think it's breaking the mold because a lot of organizations out there, and I think this is something that you can look at and, and change the word organization to religion or faith or yourself or whatever in, internal speak. It's fine. Just, just run with it for those, those, those who are listening that don't own a company, but like, <clears throat> You know, we talk about being a brand ambassador for the Bearded Viking all the time. Like everything that you do in your life, you end up emulating the company. And it's really fucking hard if you look at it in the way that you can't be yourself. There are pieces for everybody and everybody's flawed that, you know, our actions definitely don't embrace the Bearded Viking way <laughs> sometimes. Um, but that's, you know, that's because we are still human. But overall, the ideology that we have in the organization and that we have as friends and as a brotherhood is this is who we are and we we love each other for it right we we really do love each other for it and and that's the same thing with the organization we've taken that to the organization if you're working at the org in the organization and you start off as you know a cocktail waitress or uh you know a bar back or whatever the fucking other things there might be i'm not even quite sure at this point um <laughs> right um and you show the fortitude and de dedication to be part of the organization and you have that loyalty we'll be loyal back and what that means is i don't want you to be a cocktail waitress at the age of 35. i want you to find something inside the organization that you can go do be Learn how to do marketing. Go draw something. Write some copyright. Learn logistics. Like, we'll teach you. And that's us giving back because we're empowering the future versions of ourselves and instilling that, you know, to those who will take over for us in the future. And that's lost in the world today. Like, you have a mom and pop shop. That's good. They have the like, loyalty you to you because they probably can't find any other help. So they got to be loyal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but this is beyond that. This is this is if you work for an organization and they empower you to grow even without a degree, 
and you do get the OJT and they, you know, pay for your certs as they grow and all these things. Like, so that way you can have that opportunity in the future. That's, yeah. that's fucking majestical. Yeah. It ends up, it ends up being a really awesome thing because you know, the company's behind you and once you're part of it, you're part of the tribe. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know that they're going to have your back. So and that's that's kind of something that I think people are missing out on. Just yeah, it seems like you know corporate America, and even within the government, they're just not you know they're not they're not building like that trust and that loyalty and the pride that I think they should be. They you know they mm-hmm. preach ethos and this and that and the other all the time, and mission you know mission vision values, but. I'll be damned if anybody actually sticks to it or mm-hmm. if it's not just pretty because it's on a slide and a bunch of pretty people are in the room. It's like most of the time they're ass. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm waiting for the day when JT looks around and he looks at the dude that's standing on the brink and he yells at him and he says, this is Sparta. And he kicks him in the fucking <laughs> chest and he falls into a fucking black hole. Right. Of mead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. And, drown, and drowns in OG. Be like, no, yeah. No, no. Don't that, that, motherfuck- that No, don't drown in the OG because that's that's my, I want the OG. I'm actually going to be in the OG vat with a fucking snorkel on just being like. Right. It's going to be like that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, out Bar- of beer, not, beer Fest. Beer, beer Fest. It's Fargo, yeah. but in Beer Fest. Yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he just starts trying to drink it. Landfill. 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 Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. One last thing: character, integrity, and integrity matter. So, when you guys are out there, and we talked about this already in this conversation, but I just want to emphasize it um, a little bit more. But and we'll- character and integrity do matter in life. There, there's a th- there's a thing that I learned, and I lost a lot of friends because I didn't have it. Um, that the metal or the value of your word is solely based on the actions performed after you say something. And in my life, I've lost a lot of really good people who were there when I didn't deserve them because I didn't have the the integrity or the character to back what I was saying I was going to do. I had good intentions, but good intentions are basically <laughs> the pathway to perdition, right? Um, and like the reality is, is you know when when rubber meets the road, at the end of the day, character and and, and integrity are all we really have. If you're poor and homeless, um, or World War Three starts tomorrow, which is probably going to happen anyways, um, like the reality is, is it comes down to what type of character do you have and what type of integrity do you own? Like, what do you do? Um, I'm not going to really harp on that too much more because I really do want to get in the next segment. Um, but remember that for everybody who's out there, you know, final parting words from men's mental health. Obviously we're not, um, we're not mental health professionals. We're advocates and, and you got to remember that. But when we say that we do something here, on this podcast or the people that I associate with and choose to associate with, we go do it. 
sometimes it takes six months. Sometimes in this case, it takes two years to build a fucking building. I was going to say, unless, unless I forget. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, if just you say you're going to just remind you got yeah, the old timers you, on your side though, you know? Yeah. yeah. If, if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. And you know, an example of me trying to get that done is, is, uh, this doc's fucking tarp on his, on his trailer. <laughs> It's going to get done. It might not be snowy by the time it happens, but it's going to be say, fucking it'll, done. It'll probably be when I'm up there in fucking March. We'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, let's get that on. You know, just we're just going to put it on. We might take it down the next hour, but let's just get it on. Let's see how it looked. You know what? It'll stop snowing. Yeah. Let's put the tux on just for an hour, you know, just for a picture. And then, yeah. You know, yeah. All right. So, um, so. For all the gentlemen and, and ladies who've been listening to us rant for the past uh, hour and 15, I want you guys to know that we love y'all. And it's really important because those things that we were talking about, the small things do matter. And it does matter really who you are as long as you really fucking are who you are. Should should we do like small things as a discount code? Because we haven't done a discount code in a while. <laughs> we don't have Let's any do small things left. Point, Is there any hats left? Point, point 0.5K. There's, yeah, there's some hats left. We got some shirts left. Let's do some small things for hats. Small things for hats? Small I, things I for gonna, hats. I was going to wear a hoodie, but I was like, oh, I'm inside. It's going to be I so hot. I can't wear a hoodie. What if we do like a uh, 10% off? Small things. That's fine. For, yeah, let's do it. 10% off? 10% everything. off on everything. Yeah. Yeah, let's do small things. 10% off. That works. Okay. Let's run it. It, it should right, so. end up right here on my hand somewhere, right? You got to bring it like close to your face. Small things? Small there things. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Put her there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's jump into the, the next portion. So we've been talking about paranormal shit. We've been talking about conspiracy shit for a long time. And uh, I'd like it's to introduce pl- an. It's all plausible. Huh? Yeah, we're, we're, int- we're introducing a completely new, <laughs> a new take for when, when Doc's on. You I'd like to introduce. The, you don't like, you don't like the P word? No, I hate it. Um, maybe we could do one of those like rainbows of warrior culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like the reading rainbow. Ones? The rainbow, but yeah, it's like, warrior, warrior culture, culture in between. Yeah. As I warrior culture. This segment is actually called warrior culture. So um, this Beat is kind of picking. Up, uh, I think. Is there a unicorn? Is, is there a unicorn? Like Rudy's gonna have to like paste in a unicorn charging or something. It's, yeah. it's gotta be the reading rainbow one. Man. Reading like one, the yeah, star of the, the end. Reading rainbow, <laughs> but like one like you know, whatever. Uh like the idea behind this is is that so uh, back in Nam when I was in boot camp and we were doing that Marine Corps martial arts yeah. training, right? Yeah. Big Mad. Marine Corps foo. Yeah. Uh, some, uh, some, we're, talk- mu- we're talking my, there we go. Some, <laughs> some, some muck foo. Um, um, one of the things that really has stuck with me since then is we would always do like a warrior culture review and study. Um, and it, it kind of hit home and it hits home with definitely men's mental health and, but like also the mantra of who we are. Right. Um, so I, I chose a very, very easy but super fun to talk about uh and uh uh culture this time and and doc doc actually kind of pre uh foreshadowed foreskinned for foreskinned uh in I his way in a, uh, 
I mean, uh-huh. maybe half Korean, but that's why I'm yeah, half they... Korean is the doctor. Fu- I get pissed off at that fucking guy. I'm like, man, <laughs> he fucking cut half my dick off when he did Why'd that. Why did you do fuck? that? There was so Why'd much more room that? for activities. Then. Dude, he was so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> he cut it off. <laughs> doctor, fuck him. And I was yeah. a preemie. And I was a preemie to boot, you know? I was like, Dang. God, I was so excited like... to be here. I'm like two and a half months early. And he's like, oh, you woke me up out of a deep sleep. I'm going to cut half your dick off. You're like four pounds, two of it was dick. <laughs> three, three pounds three and two pounds of it was dick. dick, yeah. That's fucking funny. <laughs> so I'd like to jump in on this one, and I kind of want to talk about this in a kind of Q&A uh, piece because I think it's really, really interesting because I think everybody has a different uh, aspect. So today we're going to talk about the Sparta and the Spartans. Now – there's a lot that has been publicized with like the movie Spar uh with 300 uh mm-hmm. the book uh Gates of Fire things like that and it's really really on the, cool on the shit. Marine Corps on the Marine Corps reading list Gates of Fire Dude it's such a great book man I I read it in, in Iraq during the invasion Of course you I, did I was fucking like what else <laughs> did, did I get do Every time you I kicked read, in a door were you that, like yeah. in your mind this is Sparta No dude no I uh I actually was having a hard time trying to fucking pronounce like Dionysus's name and shit. So it was like read it 15 <laughs> times to try to figure out how to fucking say it. Um, and, and shit like that. But you know, it's what it is. Yeah, so I read, with, I read without remorse by Tom Clancy and I was like, that's, Oh my God. I fucking love that book. My favorite line is when, when they the say not so much, but yeah, in the, in the book, um, you know, the, their, uh, you know, the slave dude with the hunchback is actually like come back and reported to, to Leonidas of what he's seen. And, uh, and then, he, so he, they already know that there's a bunch of archers and shit. And then, and then like <clears throat> the, uh, the, the slave master comes up and he's like, the arrows will blot out the sun. And like, you know, he says, well, then we'll fight in the shade. Right. In the book, like the detail in the book is, so much more like gratifying because you yeah. can literally feel the guy being like, ah, fuck you, bitch. I don't give a shit about your arrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you know that I have abs? Bring, bring, yeah. <laughs> I have great abs. Have abs. Oh, and this shield helps. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I forgot. Um, I'm going to start with Ryan. I'm going to start with Ryan on this one. Um, it's plausible. So, over what's your high level overview what do you know about sparta i watched besides that, that they're once. besides the, the fact they're a greek city-state that's about what i know and the movie and you know i i think it's uh moreover for me not you know not really having delved into the history of it fully um it's to me it's more about like what we were talking about earlier, you know, it's about honesty and integrity and being who you are and doing what you say you're going to do and fighting for what you believe in, regardless of um, whether you're the baddest ass on the planet or you're not the baddest ass on the planet and you're coming up against adversity, something larger, the machine, uh, the bureaucracy, red tape, whatever it is. I think mm-hmm. that that for me is what Sparta means and what it what conjured that's what conjures up in my mind with with relation to Sparta and is just the the 
the overwhelming um, task at hand for for that state, right? And what they ended up having to be and basically being uh, smaller and wanting to be overtaken and conquered and fighting until literally the death to be conquered. And and, and when he says, you know, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the exact phrase, but better to be dead than to be uh, to be conquered, right? Um, that that for me is what Sparta means. It's it's about fighting fighting the big guy, fighting the bureaucracy, finding the finding the courage and the integrity to be uh, who you are, regardless of the situation. And even if it means you're gonna you know you're gonna get beaten down, uh, you might have successes and and maybe ultimately you fail, but um, you failed being who you were and and what you were what you were born to be. Interesting take on that. I, um, I, I like that. Um, it was like a I, philosophical take on what a Spartan yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that was that too deep? Or sort of, no, um, no, no. I mean, it's no, it was just it was just I'm your being, outlook on it. No, it, was, yeah. it was very it was philosophical like, instead of like yeah, man, historical. Like, I thought he was gonna like hit it from the uh, yeah, yeah. I, do, like, I mean, like, I, I love it, dude. This fucking that's that's great, dude. Yeah, you murdered um, that. Yeah, like uh, do so you're gonna follow that are you ready i feel like i feel like he just he just fucking went on this he he just quoted something fucking amazing we should probably like write that down and put it in his memoirs we should put we should have fucking got that on video god damn damn it i wish we didn't record (laughs) we never hit record Um, what about what about you Al? lost what uh what do you know i think it's more of a i mean historically they're tiny and it's a tiny culture that is punching completely out of their weight, their weight class. And they did it on a regular basis, but all the time, I think that, and you know, there's, they did more stuff than just, you know, the battle of 300, you know, yeah. The battle of Thermopylae. Yeah. Thermopylae where, you know, there was 300 of them versus the Persians, but there's like so much more in their history. I mean, they were basically like, they would go through all this training from the time that they were kids to the the time that they, you know, became adults and they became these warriors and passed the test. But other than that, like being a Spartan warrior, they were farmers for the most part. And Mm -hmm. when it came time that there was too many people, they would go take over something that was neighboring them. So they could have more land and farm it. So really their culture is based on survival and uh, just insane amount of like warrior ethos and warrior culture. So their history, it's, you know, it's where they're so small and they, they did such great things. I think it's pretty cool. And like you brought the Marine Corps into it and that was, I don't think people know how much history is kind of pumped into you and while you're in the Marine Corps. Um, so much. And like, especially like you and you, you get it, you got a taste of it too, doc, you know, being around, being around it all the time too. I don't, and I can't say how the Navy or other branches are, but I know that, I mean, we were getting history lessons all the time and Sparta and, you know, the Spartans were one thing that was really pumped into us and there it's because was, 
there's definitely a, a a line that's drawn in in our mind as warriors from Spart- Spartans to the Marine Corps. It's the smallest branch. They're the smallest city state. It's a warrior culture. Like like you're like literally trained from the beginning, different than everybody else. You know, in, in Sparta yes. they have the agogi. In the, in the military, you have boot camp, and then you have whatever the th- shit everybody else does. Yeah. The so there, there was lots of lots of similarities there, especially you know small but mighty. And there's a lot of history that people don't really care to look up. Um, you know, kind of like their their schooling um, that it was free for women that was unheard of in mm-hmm. those times. And in other Greek states, you know they ate like shit by choice and not because they had to like all these crazy things that nobody ever really knows or brings up about them. So, I mean, historically they're pretty freaking insane. Yeah. You know, the things that, the things that I know about Sparta, I, mean, I used to be really, really into archeology span and things. Uh, I loved Greek archeology span because it was so just wrought with, with, uh, with information and, and like where we are now um, the things that I know about the Spartans, right? So we've already talked about a couple of things, but um, in order to be a citizen in Sparta, you had to serve in their military. You had to do it. You had to serve. And every male son, except the firstborn of, uh, and this is very, very similar to today. But every every single uh, firstborn son, or every son, um, except the firstborn of the ruling classes or houses, had to had to serve no matter what. And it, it reminds me a lot of like Congress today, like you know, yeah, my yeah. oh yeah, um, I'll send I'll send I'll send everybody else's kids to to go to war and you know whatever, right? Um, very very similar in that aspect, but. Like the agogi itself, they they taught people, they taught these men, these boys, how how to fight, how to stand up for themselves, how to battle, starting at the age of like eleven or ten, and they didn't leave that training until uh, they claimed their citizenship at like I think it's like twenty six. 27 uh, it's older because they've already they had already become real spartans you know yeah. full-fledged spartans uh, spartan yeah. warriors so yeah i mean definitely not before 19 yeah and um i mean i don't know if they even have that accurately documented but they they, they do talk about it a lot right in the history of of greece and you know like the in the in the movie it's it's a little bit kind of eh, right so they they detect depict Leonidas, who's actually the greatest Spartan king of all time. They like document that um, and him killing a wolf. Um, but that's not what they did. <laughs> uh, what they had to do at the end, and actually the, the book Gates of Fire details this out, and it's historically accurate, is they would have to go and steal into the night. So for you un- illiterate friends of ours that are listening, uh, that means they have to sneak away in the night. Um <laughs> And they would have to steal uh, food and clothing and a weapon from a neighboring Spartan village without being caught. And if they were caught, they had to escape and evade and remove the witness from knowing that they were there. Yeah, it was their death, their death squads. And yes. It's, uh, it was most commonly, uh, what is it, Cryptia? Yeah. 
So they had to they had to go do that in order to claim the shield of a Spartan, not the sword, not the helmet, the shield. And they they said, you know, in the film, they said actually something that was real and is is known throughout history. Um, and it was, you know, either come home carrying your shield or be carried on it. And that's the only way they, they wanted you to come home. Yeah. And it was a, it was an honor and the warrior culture that we're missing in the society today with that 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 direct intention to be great at something. And instead we're we have we're surrounded by fucking pussies and keyboard warriors that you know, if you see them in the street, they'll run the fuck away or they'll pull out a gun instead of fucking doing a boxing match, you know, or a knife or whatever, right? Yeah, that's that shit kills me, dude. Like the whole keyboard warrior culture and everything. It's like, dude, you wouldn't say that to my face. Like yeah. uh, ever yeah. did. Yeah, um, if if you did, yeah, I'm showing a freaking candy bar in your ass. Like, <laughs> like it, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> the baby uh, are you Ooh, trying chunk to tell? Love, baby are you root. trying to tell chunk all love. the key? Are you trying to tell all the key, keyboard warriors that you're gonna eat their ass? Oh, dude, I'm gonna beat their dick off. <laughs> you're gonna beat their dick off. <laughs> I'm gonna beat their dick off. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh my god. Now every you, keyboard warrior out there is like, "Oh my god. Did oh you god. hear that? Dude, we need to talk. We got to we got to get on his page. We got to fucking start trolling <laughs> the shit out of his page. He said he's going to jack us off." <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> you eat shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> no. No. I want to oh, I want to hole you. <laughs> Oh, I, I, you know, I loved learning about um, the Spartans when we were doing Micmac because they were they would talk about the phalanx and how Sparta invented, yeah. um, and how of course Marines are always talking about the phalanx. It's either that or the silver it's bullet. Not, it's, it's, not choose... uh-huh. it's not oh, a phallus. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not a phallus. It's not phallus. Oh, there's the na- there's the navy in me again. Gosh. Yeah, it's oh, just popping just out left and right. Trying to put shit in people's asses like surprise! candy bars. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> I'm super. Thanks for asking. And how hot are you? Let's check the. <laughs> so fit check. Fucking! I need to check your temperature. <laughs> Um, it's really interesting because like, uh, we learned about the phalanx and the, the teachings of the phalanx is really, is really crazy because your shield, when you position the shield, you put it halfway between you and the man to your right and the person to your left does the same thing. And then when you move to the, the next row, the person behind you as a squad leader, they protect your front quarter and that's, and then the small end protects your right, you know, it, it just kind of creates this piece where you just have this mashing machine, right? Of people just stabbing and fucking hooking and jabbing. Um, I guess it's to your left. It's hold yeah, the shield to the left and then stabby, stabby with the right, whatever. Yeah. Um, left-handed. Well, you, you learn how to use your right. Yeah. You gotta learn how to use the right. I'm pretty sure this motion is, is universal. doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. You kind of look like retarded doing it with your left hand. I yeah. look retarded doing a lot of things. I mean, yeah. they they taught me. I they let me use the bayonet left-handed. So that's yeah. I mean, if you practice something long enough, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the the phalanx was a cool the thing. It wasn't the phalanx itself 
that was the thing that was important that I learned and that I took from it. It was the fact that you are responsible for your brothers. Yeah. That's a really important thing. And it's something that I've carried with me since I got out of the military. And uh, something I think we all carry is that we really are responsible for each other. Like we, we check in each other. We try to check in on, on friends. Some of our friends don't really tell us what's going on, even though we ask like obscurely 2000 mm. times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean, is that another word for indirectly yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i mean the reality is 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 that that's a real thing to me um and i think that was the biggest strength that they had is they they took, looked after each other uh i mean from your perspective al what do you think made them the strongest i think that there's a lot of things that made them strong and having that warrior culture from the very beginning and instilling that pride Mm -hmm. in just their countrymen, I think is crazy. I mean, down to the babies that they raised and the, the babies that they wouldn't, I mean, they basically were practicing eugenics, you know, from the very beginning, like it was insane, the type of stuff that they were doing. And it was just because they were trying to protect the most just, you know, hardcore um, warrior culture that, you know, has pretty much been thought of and, and executed. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they, why we, why we're talking about them now, why they, why they're in the history books is, you know, they would leave babies out there, you know, with like they, in the movie, if yeah. there was a physical deformity, kid, they'd leave them out there. They wouldn't even exposure. They would throw. They wouldn't even do that. They would just throw them straight off a fucking cliff. Mm, I mean, into the hole. Maybe the history has it written a little bit different. So, I I don't know. I wasn't there. They could have. You know, some people could have punted them. You know, some people left them out there for the wolves. Some people, <laughs> whatever. But the fact of the matter was, is if there was something wrong with you and you came out you weren't going to make it to the sequel. That, yeah. There's a and, yeah. Yeah, dude. You didn't see the sequel? Although it's the, the sequel's is about... The 600? Uh, no. <laughs> it's like 301. Or is it the, one, is it the 150? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the 25 that were left. Yeah. 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 But... Um, no, I think, that's yeah. A, I think that's a great point. I think that the, you know, survivability can be, you know implemented in a whole bunch of different ways but i think that the culture of of uh um like you're saying this from the get-go from the young you know from a young age uh instilling the values and um the integrity into the young and the uh, from the get-go and and just being able to foster that kind of an environment throughout you know being a an infant small child young adult um adult i think it translates differently than what what's going on in the world today yeah, yeah. and like the the movie you know because i'm referencing that because that's what people know is you know they had like these crazy like chiseled abs and chests and you know backs and arms and everything like that but they legit were like that like they legit sought 
that type of perfection. Yeah. And they if you did Yeah, if you didn't yeah. fit that mold, man, you're fucking out. They wanted like, uh, they they modeled after Hercules. That's what they they that's what they did. There's no fat king in Sparta, you know. Yeah. I I think it's a whole lot like you know the Viking Jabba, culture. Jabba the Hutt was effective too, though. He was. He had different just methods. I'm, I'm just he saying. did. And he had the hottest bikini. <laughs> no, uh, that was that was that Jabba. That was, that was Leia. Yeah. Well, I mean, he. You know, I mean, I'm sure that he commissioned somebody yeah. to have that made for. <laughs> it's actually that was actually Jabba when he was in boot camp. That's when he was. Dude, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. Permission to cross the patio, Daddy. You're you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I think that that their culture is a lot like the Viking culture in the sense that they the the king, you know, the jarl, the you know, the governor, or whatever. They all ate slept fought with you know with their warriors it wasn't just like uh you know a european thing where you know they might sit on a mount and and watch you know there's very few you know stories about the king going into battle and and tearing shit up like you would a spartan king or a viking king or or jarl so yeah i think there's a lot of a lot of correlations there or, you know, similarities between the yeah. two cultures. I think it's, it's a real, it's a real thing, you know? Um, and it's weird when you start talking about these warrior cultures, because we always focus on the greatness that they were. Right. And it's really hard because winners write the history books. Nobody oh, else yeah. fucking, nobody else fucking writes the history books. Like I'm sure there's a different point of view from, past uh past things you know in life past battles wars whether that's you know the german point of view from world war ii which is still Mm -hmm. wrong because you're a bunch of fucks for doing what you did um you know and you have like different points of view like from china versus japan or you know the korean war or vietnam even right i'm sure that the vietnamese were like fuck these guys like we're just we're they're here trying to fight us and and we don't want to be occupied because this is our land. It'd be no different than us, but you know, they don't write the history books because they don't write the history books. Right. Mm. So, so it's interesting. Um, so I have, have a weird take on, on, on warrior culture because there's always a strength and for every strength is a weakness. It's a very yin, yin and yang kind of scenario. What do you think doc was there? What is the Spartans weakness besides, uh, Lack of clothes. <laughs> I don't know that that's a weakness. I mean, you got the shield, right? I mean, covers everything up. Right. Yeah. I mean, never. T- it's like the bear coat. I can have the bear coat on, and I'm invincible. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> it I mean, it's like the, it doesn't like, have to be buttoned or zipped or anything. I don't even know. No, does right? it even have a zipper? I don't even think it has a zipper. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. In fact, have a I've, zipper. I've never, <laughs> I've never used it. You know, it's know. shocking. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, they they had cloaks. I mean, that's fair. You know, yeah, I think right. I think the weakness in any war in any warrior culture, um, whether it's the Spartans or let, you know, in, in another biblical sense, in in let's take David and Goliath, right? Um, I think any weakness in that culture mindset is when you get cocky. I guess is where I would go with that. If if you have an arrogance and a cocky about you that doesn't allow for adaptation, um, and that you're the best regardless. 
um, I get the concept and I and I understand the um, you know the the integrity of having that mindset and maintaining that mindset. But without the adapt, I think I think where they lost out was that they weren't adaptable, right? They were so rigid in their thought processes and they were so rigid in their beliefs and so rigid literally in their abs that it it cost them in the long run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cost them in the long run. You know, you you if you can't entertain the thought that um you're beatable, um, then I think that that's a weakness. It it doesn't allow you're not allowing yourself uh, some vulnerability that can actually make you stronger. Yeah, I think that's real. I think, um, and that's one thing that you can take to heart for anything you're doing, right? Yeah. You know, I when, mean, when at, you when you look at your look at your daytime profession, right, in cybersecurity, right? You, you know, understanding your vulnerabilities makes you stronger because you've patched them, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think when I think when you have a warrior culture and a warrior mentality where everything is uh arrogant or cocky or i'm unbeatable it doesn't allow you to think of of having a vulnerability and how what's going to happen if i have a vulnerability and how do i who's going to attack me in my vulnerability if they do attack my vulnerability how do i how do i defend against it and it it, it gives you a point of of access and destruction, right? Like a Trojan horse even, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that's actually very, very viable and it's a good thought on that. Um, Al, closing thoughts. I think that on paper and historically, Sparta fell for the same reason that Greece fell and the reason that we're failing now. And <clears throat> it's just they get They internal- became woke they woke up (laughs) it's an internal strife economic decline and just overall jackassery right oh oh, we're talking about uh coke with a w Coke with a w but i think that's part of the uh, that's part of the assessing your vulnerabilities right i think if you if you as a society what makes you vulnerable and and i think some of the cultures of late have are making us vulnerable yeah and the problem is is nobody's doing that that assessing right now mm-hmm. so and if we don't fix our shit we're going to be the you know the greatest nation that ever was that fizzled out within 300 years as i mean you have the romans and the you know the romans lasted for over a thousand years the greeks lasted forever even you know the spartans lasted forever too so yeah you'll will our rise and fall when they write history about us, if we don't get our shit together real quick, is going to be just a footnote. Yeah. I mean, look at the the Persians; they're still they're still going. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. They're still I mean, there for Greece sure. Greece may not be around. Uh, you know, the Roman Empire may not be around. Sparta may not be around. Persia's around. They're doing something, yeah. right? Yeah, they're doing something, but they're not. You know, some big power, some no. big powerhouse. You know. Yeah. The, the Roman Empire became a church. You know, the, the British Empire became a bank. That's uh, because they wanted... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, and then there was the they euro, wanted a tax and, did, and then where did that go? They wanted the tax write-off. You they know? wanted the tax benefits. That's what that was. Greece, Greece went bankrupt. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'd like to do make one statement on it too. And I, I think that I agree with both of you. Um, and I think that we can turn it, you know, into our own culture. You know, when you think that you're, <clears throat> when you think that you've arrived at success, it's time to rinse and repeat the process that got you there. So you got to stop. You got to look and see where you're, where you came from. Focus on refocus on your future and look at what made you or gave you the ability to get to where you're at and then take that to the next step and never stop learning and never stop focusing on growth. And when you think that you're there, you're not there. It's just a, it's just a false plateau until you die. It's always a false, false plateau. Like you're, you're never going to be as great as you could be. So. That being said, I think it's time, gentlemen. Great podcast. It? Yeah, it's time. Uh, I got a couple shout outs that I'd like to do um, to folks uh, throughout the the realm. The realm, the Middle Earth, something, some sort of portion. Whoever the fuck listens to us. Uh, I just want to, woo, I want to do a couple shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out to our girl Amber Lukes out there in California. Again, thanks again. Awesome. I love I love it when you reach out. Uh wanted to shoot shout out to the the gents that run Truth Tall Tales and Whiskey. Uh go go like go listen to their podcast if you guys like music. They do a lot of a lot of stuff there. Um really good really good dudes. Solid. Uh I'd like to shout out to uh Rudy over at Boss Graphic Design. Uh he's really been killing it for us. Um, as our art director in-house, but reach out to him if you have any needs. And I think final shout-out today that I would do is I'd like to do a shout-out to John Hook uh, up here, a good friend of mine who's provided us with a lot of insight, but also uh, I'd like to tell him thanks personally for showing up with uh, me and Doc and uh, putting the, the metal rails up on his day off right before he had to go, or not even his day off, like like three hours before he had to go to work. He showed up <laughs> and he, he just he just stopped by and he, he lent a hand. He helped us freaking cut the insulation uh, that we don't have anymore on the floor, but he worked his ass off for free. I would love to, I want, I want everybody to know that we, that man is a freaking rock star. So. And he helped that one chick make sure my ladder didn't move. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, That's importante. Yeah. I was like, "Hello." <laughs> so, that ladder just moved. Can oh, someone else come over here? I, I actually want to shout out one other person. Uh, to Melanie, uh, Melanie up here in Columbus, uh, for doing the research on the bones that were found. Thanks for letting us know and validate, <laughs> validating that shit wasn't real. <laughs> Um, uh, and also thanks for listening to all the episodes i mean she caught up man she binge listened <laughs> you know what even if she's fucking lying i feel a little bit better <laughs> I, I yeah <laughs> thanks so much for checking on it so all right gents with that being said it's time for a, a wrap up so i am vico the bearded one you can call me jt i'm the arl call me the arl stay weird beardos i'm the silver one doc fuck you you fucking fucks and <laughs> And fuck you so much that I want you to stick around and be around for the next go round. Fuck yeah. Cheers, motherfuckers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>
Mmm, water. Water, Sagra, you are Sexy, I'm almost in. 